BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck kicked off, kicks off right now. Thanks for being here with us. Play on vaca- uh, vacation for a few days. We'll be back with us on Monday. Sends you all his best regards. This is Buck. I'm rocking it solo today. And holy smokes. I am getting inundated with photos from the Big Apple. New York City engulfed in a orange haze because of these Canadian... Thanks, Canada. These Canadian wildfires and uh, the photos are are really uh, it's stark stuff. I mean, it looks it looks a little bit like uh, what you would think the atmosphere on Mars might be or something. If you were to be walking around, kind of reminds me of the great smog of London of 1952. I'm sure if you're a watcher of The Crown and uh, somebody who watches uh, watches that series, you would know about the great smog of London in 1952. Um, but it's a bit like that in terms of what it looks like outside of New York City. So I, I hope it just passes quickly. I'm, friends and family are telling me they're kind of avoiding going outside. One of our producers, uh, Greg, in New York City, says that it even makes your eyes water a little bit when you're outside. It's uh, not not good. So I, I hope that'll all get cleaned up. I, I can assure you, the printing presses, so to speak, are getting fired up with articles about how this is climate change. Climate change. So how is it climate? It's a fire with wind that has blown the smoke from the fire south because it's a very big fire or a series of fires. Well, they'll say that, you know why the fire happened? Because they're the grass or you know, the uh, not fauna the flora you know the plants and things were dry because oh everything's more dry because of climate change usually the most i think the most common cause of forest fires is uh human meaning people light the fire either on purpose or by accident but there'll there'll be articles about the climate change situation and how that that ties into this in fact one of my 
constant frustrations. I do like to watch uh, the occasional you know, nature program. You know, I, I've always, since I was a little kid, my mom could even attest to this. I, I, I think I wrote in the first grade that I want to be an animal conservationist when I grew up. I didn't even know how to spell conservationist, but I had learned the term from watching so many National Geographic specials. I had all of them on VHS. I had the National Geographic on chimpanzees, the National Geographic on sharks, the National Geographic. Some of you know what I'm talking about. They actually had a pretty great series back in the day. And this is before you could use drones and automatic cameras for everything. So the photographers had to get up close and it was, you know, the footage was a little bit more exciting because now, I mean, you know, they, they basically attach a GoPro to a great white shark's head and, you know, you see everything that's going on. But back in the day, those photographers had to do a little more. Um, why am I telling you about animals? I actually just ran myself so far off the tracks that I can't even remember animal conservationist. Oh, that I can't win. I did this to myself last night in St. Louis, too. I went off a tangent of a tangent, and I had to ask somebody in the front row, what was my main thesis here? And they reminded me, and I stayed on track. I was fine. But uh, you can't watch any any programming, National Geographic-style, uh, you know, Earth and these things on Netflix without getting a lecture on climate change. At some point, the voiceover will be like, but what is really causing the destruction of the, you know, double-crested cormorant? climate change you sit there you're like really really yeah sure that's what's causing it. it's always it's always climate change um yeah so they'll be writing about that i am sure in the uh next 24 hours but how this some somehow tied to it but yeah it's a, it's worse today than it is yesterday everyone's telling me new york city's in in rough shape st louis speaking of cities I was there uh, last night, and it was great to go check in, hang out with uh, our affiliate there in St. Louis. Appreciate everybody listening. Um, and I, I did a live event, and it was interesting to me because my it was my first time in city limits. The, the only time I had been in the St. Louis area before was actually to interview Mike Pence as part of the Hill TV project at thehill.com that I launched a, a few years ago. Um I was a host there, but I went to interview Mike Pence and uh, I went right from the airport to some venue outside the city. And so I never really experienced St. Louis at all. So it was my first time being in that city. And as you know, I, I had the uh, experience. I'm, I'm hitting the Midwest tour a little bit more these days. I've realized as a New Yorker, I've spent obviously a ton of time in the Northeast and in New York and DC. Now I live in Florida. I've spent a lot of time in the uh the south for one family i have family in the south in virginia uh, but also some of the government work that i did took me to virginia and other places military facilities where i would spend weeks on end and then then the west coast i spent a lot of time in california i haven't spent as much time in the midwest as i would like to so i'm going to be spending a little more time and i went to chicago last year for the first time and i had that experience where I turned to Carrie at the uh, Silver Bean in Millennium Park, and I said, is it really? I wonder if the crime here is really as bad as everyone says. And then in about an hour and a half later, there was a fatal shooting, broad daylight, right next to where we were, right there at the Bean. A uh, 16-year-old shot and killed another 16-year-old. And and I said, okay, oh, yeah, no, this the violence here is, is bad, really bad. Uh, not even limited to certain areas of the city that need additional attention. So I was in St. Louis, and I'm excited to, 
I see the arch. I'm excited to check out uh, the greatest uh, barbecue and and all the different things uh, that St. Louis has to offer. And I get into the uh, the I'm going to this station uh, radio station. I get to the Uber and I say to the, the gentleman who's driving me, uh, we're chatting up. I'm chatting him up a little bit. We're talking because I always like to get a little bit of a sense of you know what's going on in the city. So he said, "Oh, we've got great baseball here and and everything else." And I said, "So." Uh, well, what should I know? Where should I go? And he says, well, first of all, don't go out walking by yourself at night downtown. I look at him. I'm like, wait a second. We're in, we're in downtown. Like right now, you're telling me that you don't think it's, you're, you're a lifetime St. Louisan. You're telling me you don't think it's safe for me to walk around in the downtown of the city at night. He's like, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I said, okay. That's not. And then I went and I saw more. I saw a whole bunch of, uh, of folks. Uh, last night, you know, hundreds of people came out and we, we got to chat and they all told me one after another when I, I shared this experience with them is they said, yeah, yeah, that's unfortunately the reality of, of that city now. It has become and it has been for years. It is very dangerous. Now they mostly pretty much all of them. I think I met in person live in the suburbs and it's nice and it's quiet and it's pretty and they have land and you know, they're, they're so, so for them, this city isn't a day to day problem for them. But they're very aware of the fact that St. Louis has a very high homicide rate. Depending on the year and, and the numbers you use, it's usually in the top three for shootings in the country. I think it might have even been number one in the last couple of, uh, sometime in the last couple of years. It's usually, uh, St. Louis. Um, I think New Orleans is usually on that list as well. Uh, you know, Baltimore is always pretty high on that list. Uh, there are a number of these cities. And I just remember thinking to myself, here I am, I'm a visitor to this place. I'm all excited to be here. I'm excited to spend some time with, uh, with, uh, Missourians and talk to them about what they think is going on in the country and, and just have that experience. And to hear that the, the, the largest city in the state has this problem. To me, it's just a, shouldn't this be an all hands on deck situation? Right? Shouldn't this be the primary focus of the, uh, city, le- you know, city legislature, the mayor's office, everybody? Because it's a great city. It's right on the Mississippi River. It's got great food. It's got great sports. I'm like, you know, you fix it. They've got all these big employers. I, I learned a lot. I, I, I always find it, uh, whenever I go somewhere the first time, I, I approach it like a CIA officer, you know, area familiarization, right? I approach it. Well, I just want to know as much as I can about the place in a short time. So I have some sense of what's going on. And there's so much cool stuff happening there. And, and this is the same thing. I, when I was in Chicago, I had the same experience. Now I've spent time in other cities that have high levels of, of, uh, of violence and, you know, that's uh, unfortunately there's a lot of similarities that you experience here. But I'm in Chicago. I think this is Chicago is beautiful. It is a beautiful city. It is a historic city. It has amazing food. It has really cool culture. I'm like, this place is I was also there on a 75 degree day, which everyone tells me is, you know, if you're going to see Chicago, go in at 75 degrees. But it was amazing. But it has too high of a crime rate. And it is the single biggest anxiety that i think the residents there deal with day in and day out and it's certainly the same thing in in st louis and i I sit here and i just say what is it going to take what threshold has to be crossed you know they had uh kim gardner was a soros back prosecutor there she's out they said the new prosecutor i think is a little bit 
better, the new sort of main city prosecutor. But what does it take for some of these Democrat enclaves entirely controlled by Democrats? You, you notice this is, it's a recurring theme. It's a recurring story. You have a major city. You have a crime rate that is far too high. You have far too many people and disproportionately young black men losing their lives to violence on the streets. And the Democrat Party does what? What is the answer to this? They talk about racism in the police department and the need for more community investment. This isn't fixing anything. Neither of those things are fixing anything. And really, and the first one about the racism in the police department is just a, it's a distraction. It's meant to avoid dealing with the real issue, which is how are laws being enforced? You know, they told me that uh, some of the some of the residents again uh, told me that there are a lot of low-level traffic infractions that in downtown St. Louis aren't uh, observed at all. Meaning, if you if someone just flies through a red light, they won't pull them over. They don't care. Now, I don't know if this is just their perception or if this is almost administrative reality now with law enforcement there. I do know that in Chicago, you're not allowed to foot ch- uh, chase somebody on foot, really, for a whole range of reasons. So if a felon decides to run, the cops aren't supposed to give chase. Well, that makes, the in a, in a whole range of circumstances, not all circumstances, but that makes it a lot easier to be a criminal, doesn't it? Oh, wait, there are the cops. Well, I'm going to run, and they're not going to be able to drive after me, and they're probably not even going to be able to chase after me on foot because that's not department policy. It sounds like that can't be true, but these are the laws that have been, and these are the policies that have been implemented in these places. And and I just, I put this out there because to me, uh, this should be one of the biggest issues. This should be one of the biggest drivers for independent votes to go to Republicans. The, the only answer is Republicans who are going to actually enforce the law. They're, everything else is noise. And so I don't know what that means for St. Louis and for Baltimore and for New Orleans and for these these Democrat uh, single-party enclaves. But for the rest of the country and in states where there's still some sanity at the uh, state legislative level, you have to just inf- you have to enforce the law. And that means all the laws you have. To, I see this trend, this troubling trend of. Uh, people who, when the police pull them over, you've probably seen this on uh, Instagram and it's on TikTok all the time now, and they view it as a game to just be as antagonistic to the police as possible and refuse to obey any commands and dare them to do something about it. This is a widespread attitude. I'm telling you, you see, it's all over the Internet now. You know, the, the officer will say, you know, you were speeding and your light, you know, and your registration's expired and I need you to provide ID. They say no. Not going to do it. And the officer says, come on, you know, I'll pull you out of the car. No. And maybe they start, you know, cursing at the officer or whatever. That mentality, that stuff at the lower level is the foundation of the degradation of the rest of the society around it through higher crime. The little stuff turns into the big stuff. When everyone thinks that they can just, well, whenever thinks that the laws aren't going to be enforced, the criminals take advantage of it. And there's no answer from Democrats on this at all. Ending mass incarceration was not an answer. It actually made things worse. Ending mass incarceration, which didn't even really happen. But when I when I go to these great American cities, whether it's San Francisco or New York or 
or Chicago or St. Louis or wherever, and I see this playing out, it is just so frustrating. And I, I almost wish that we could say, can we put aside all the rest of politics for a second here? Libs, Democrats, can we sit down and get serious? You have to enforce the law and you have to punish criminals who refuse to obey laws or else this never gets better. Or else people are going to be telling visitors to otherwise great cities, you can't walk around downtown at night by yourself. It's not safe. That's just wrong. That's not where we should be in 2023 as a country, anywhere in this country. And it really, it is a question of political ideology. And I'm just going to say it. It is the fault of Democrats that this is where we are now. Straight up. We all know it. So let's call it out. Uh, 800-282-2882. If you have any thoughts on the uh, conversation we're having here on crime in cities, by all means, give us a ring. You know, the team at MyPillow is on a mission to outfit your home with one comfortable item after another. The pillows you sleep on, the slippers you wear around the house, the Giza Dream sheets that you sleep on, and now, guess what? The towels that you use daily. Their latest offer is on a six-piece towel set. Set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two baths, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailing for $99.98. For a short time, you can get this set on clearance for $25 with promo code Clay and Buck. That's over 70% in savings. To find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special Square to get this clearance price of $25 on the towel set. Enter promo code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269. That's 800-792-3269 for this special and many more. From the front lines of freedom and truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. You know, there are now vending machines in New York City that are handing out uh, Narcan and crack pipe. Crack pipe vending machines. This is Charlie Arnold of Outkick. Uh, play 16. I didn't know nothing about this. I just came outside to get something here. It makes no sense to me. So how can we get it removed? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know if there's any hope of that happening anytime soon, but what do you think it's going to do to the neighborhood? Mess it up as usual. Do you think it's a good idea? Yes, it is. We need that machine in the neighborhood. That way we can have less people dying. Do so you think this is going to hurt or help the neighborhood? I think it's going to hurt, hurt the neighborhood. Yeah, honestly, I think it's going to hurt because it's supplying the stuff. So they'll feel more comfortable knowing that they have the fentanyl strips and stuff like that more comfortable to use it. Why is this here? I don't see the purpose of it to be on this residential block. No one on this block needs it. I really feel for, you know, that last resident at the end, you can just tell, you know, she, she wants her neighborhood to be clean and safe and nice. Whoever wants their neighborhood to be clean and safe and nice, wherever they are, wherever they live, whatever their politics are, and Democrats think that by just encouraging you know degenerate behavior that it's going to make it better it's just it, honestly they're just crazy folks verizon at&t and t-mobile if you're with them you're overpaying switch to pure talk and you can save your family over 900 dollars a year right now get unlimited talk unlimited text and ultra fast 5g data for just 20 dollars a month what about the coverage you ask i made the switch from one of those companies with no change in quality my cell service as strong as ever Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the country. Making the switch to Pure Talk is as easy as picking up your phone, dialing pound 250, saying the keywords play and buck, to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 20 bucks a month. And Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching so easy. When you go with Pure Talk, you're also supporting a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America. So pick up your phone and dial pound 250, Say Clay and Buck for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, from your phone now, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck and save an additional 50% off your first month. Eric Adams of New York City told New Yorkers to stay inside because of the uh, smoke plume. And if you're wondering, does he? Oh, yes. I knew it would happen. He is blaming climate change. Play 24. We recommend vulnerable New Yorkers stay inside. And all New Yorkers should limit outdoor activity to the greatest extent possible. If you are an older or have heart or breathing problems or an older adult, you should remain inside. And if you must go outdoors, wear high quality masks such as a K-95. This may be the first time we've experienced something like this on this magnitude. Let's be clear. It is not the last. Climate change is accelerated. These conditions. 
Climate change has accelerated these conditions. Of course, you see a polar bear that's having a tough time getting from one ice floe to another? Climate change. You have some fishermen somewhere that are saying they're not catching as many snow crab as they usually do. Climate change. Wildfires in California. Wildfires in Canada. Things get hotter, things get colder, things get wetter, things get drier. It is all climate change. Isn't that amazing? People need to think. They need to think more. Gary in northern Arizona, former firefighter. Gary, what do you have for us? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, to, to hear it, the left always point to climate change. Just, it, it, it's ludicrous. These people are insane. I think to be one of them, you have to be brainless for the most part. When well, certainly brainwashed, had, yeah. <laughs> well, both of those, I believe, sir. But when we still had logging in Arizona, uh, our forests were probably never more healthy uh, than since that time. They put a moratorium on logging because a lot of people on the left, a lot of the crybabies, they said we were over-harvesting the forest. We had to leave the forest alone. And you got to remember, as part of the logging operation, there was a cleanup. Half of it or more was provided by the logging outfit. They also provided money back to the Forest Service to clean up whatever remainder of the slash that they didn't clean up. As a result, you had a very clean forest floor, which reduced the incidence of a wildfire. Since we did the moratorium, not we, but since they caused the moratorium, they put all logging basically out of business in Arizona, and we've never had a higher incidence of wildfires probably in the history of, of Arizona or the history of the United States. Uh, it just, they, they don't use logic. They don't use fact. They don't use uh, common sense when they make, you know, you know, Gary, I, you know, since you have professional experience with this, I appreciate uh, that perspective. I, I think similar situations played out in California. Am I right on that one? California just decided to stop doing not only any logging, but forestry management really, and then they get these big forest fires, and then they say it's climate change. Well, see, that's how Yellowstone blew up back in the 80s. It was about the mid to late 80s. Uh, they decided somebody with their college degree uh, higher up in the Department of the Interior, I believe it was, uh, we're going to go back to a wilderness area in, in Yellowstone, and we're not going to hit any fires that we would normally hit in the past. We're going to let it go back to uh, a wilderness. Well, that would have been fine if you weren't putting them out for a hundred years. Mother Nature does take care of herself. She will put a fire down every so often to clean up the forest. The the uh, the undercover or the underbrush was a lot lower when it was natural. But when they said no more putting uh, fires out and then you just have this buildup, it, it's kind of like if you had a, a single sheet of paper and you set it on fire versus balling that paper up and, and filling up your room with balled up wads of paper. That's yeah, and the, the density, the density of the uh, of the underbrush. Thank you for calling in, Gary. It, it, I know I'm actually looking this up too as I'm talking to you. Um, yeah, California has done the same same thing. Completely, no surprise, mismanaged its forests and and uh, leads to so so. Think about this: the state of California does a poor job managing its forests, which makes them more likely to have extreme forest fire situations because of the overgrowth of the underbrush and the density of, you know, dead wood and plants and things like that that grow in 
and they won't allow clearing, logging, things like that, then the fire comes through. It burns hotter and faster than, than it would otherwise. And they blame climate change. And then they want to institute policies to deal with the climate change that do nothing other than make people poorer, more frustrated, make energy costs go up. It's, it's really, uh, it, it is a, a sickness. It does. <laughs> climate change in particular is, is a religion, but maybe it's not a religion. Maybe it's just more, uh, uh, an anxiety disorder, a mental illness of sorts. Jeff in Texas, more, a lot of people with thoughts on the fire and how it's affecting New York. Jeff, what's up? Hey, Buck. Yeah, man, um, you're a history buff. So go back to 1910 and a fire called the Big Burn, where three million acres burned in two days in the Pacific Northwest. And Roosevelt got involved in that, and that was the budding period of the Forest Service. But uh, last I recall, there were hardly any automobiles at that time, very little electrical generation, you know, using fossil fuels or anything. And, uh, you know, the climate folks want to hijack this recent burn, which is a absolute pipsqueak compared to that monster 113 years ago. And, uh, you know, maybe they need to get their history books out. Heck, Google it for all I care. But um, heads up, uh, this has been going on forever. And your previous caller from Arizona nailed it. It's the logging and forestry practices that are causing these smaller yet more intense outbreaks, uh, all in the name of, quote, climate change. Nonsense. Total, total nonsense. But remember, the people, the correlation, thank you so much for calling in, the correlation um, on the issue of of uh, climate change and people who mask alone in cars to save them from COVID, right? the correlation is 100%. Meaning, someone who would mask up against COVID because Fauci said so, because science... They would also tell you they believe in climate change. And if you don't believe in climate change, they would shout science in your face uh, because this is an elevation of a pseudoscientific consensus as a means of uh, establishing greater control over the rest of society. Right. They, the scientists say, therefore, we must do. It's a huge gateway to authoritarianism, which is what we saw uh, all throughout covid. Sean in Rochester, New York. Uh, where I remember I went to Nick Tahoe's and had a garbage plate many a year ago. What's going on, Sean? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. And, yeah, we have, it's about the only thing we're famous for, that and the homicide rate these days. Oh, wait. Um, hold on a second. Like Rochester's got a high homicide rate, too? I didn't even I didn't realize that. Oh, dear God. Yes, sir. Uh, we are setting records. Um, I've been a police officer now for about 20 years in the Rochester area. And um, I can tell you that you know back in 2002 when I started, graduated academy and then went out on patrol where I've spent, you know, my entire career with the exception of a few years in our narcotic unit, uh, playing clothes. I've, I've watched the degradation, um, in front of my own eyes and it's remarkable. And all I can say, you know, when I, when I went back to school, uh, mid career, um, I got my degree in political science and I traveled overseas to Israel, spent some time over there training, um, you know, jujitsu and some firearm stuff. That's kind of been my neck. Um, I, I went into the West Bank, into Ramallah, and I got a Palestinian cab driver who drove me around, and I'll never forget what he told me. He said, the problem with you Americans is you're not willing to make sacrifices um, because you want to see immediate results, whereas us Arabs will sacrifice today for results that we'll never be our eyes for. And with that said, you know, I've studied Yuri, Yuri Bezmenov, who's a famous KGB defector. Oh, I know Yuri, um, sure, yeah. 
Oh, he's a he's a one of my favorites, and he talks about um, ideological subversion, and the way he articulates it is genius because it's exactly what I've seen happen in my patrol career. And the way what my point is is that what frustrates me is the Republican Party needs to understand they need to back off this hard line, hard stance abortion position. Now I hate saying that it pains me to say that, but. We're never going to win moderate Democrats. We're never going to win centrists if we take the stance. What we have to do as a Republican Party, if we want to win 2024, is start focusing on the reintroduction of moral standards in the schools um, that addresses the later issues that morph into why are kids having abortions at such high rates. So we need to let go of that, understand that we can't legislate our way to, to um, change people's hearts and minds. We, the position we're in now is exactly what Yuri talked about. And we've put ourselves in that position because we've conceded, made micro concessions to the left over the past 40, 50, 60 years, you know, at the university and school level. So we have to win back our schools through, you know, town uh, school board elections, becoming involved in town politics. And at the grassroots level, take it back. We cannot, we have to back off this hardline stance or we're going to lose. You know, thank you. And, for, and thank you for calling in, yeah. Sean. We got we're gonna we gotta uh, leave it there for right now. But I appreciate it, and thank you for uh, doing what you can to try to keep your community safe. I I, I remember now. I think I did read something about how Rochester is having a really, uh, really rough uh, go of it with the homicide rate. Which this is what I mean. Some of these cities you don't even you would never even think about it, and then they just have this intractable problem of of high violent crime per capita, and you look, and there's always a Democrat in charge. There's always a Democrat mayor, Democrat city council, Democrat uh, appointed police commissioner, or just an open Democrat as a police commissioner, whatever. Prosecutor, Soros backed probably. The same thing everywhere. It is a crime plague that this country is dealing with, and we should treat it like the emergency that it is, but that would make Democrats have to admit that they've been wrong all this time and that what they've done has made it worse. And they won't do that because they want power more than they want your safety. Look, for the weeks I can't get to the gun range for one reason or another, my Mantis X is my go-to training tool. It's dry fire, meaning you can train without ammo. It attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. Then you connect it to your smartphone and the Mantis X app. Mantis X is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. Your Mantis X will give you data-driven, real-time feedback in your technique. It'll guide you through drills and courses. The end result is that you'll improve your skill level within the first 20 minutes of using it and continue to improve from there you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you must also act on your Second Amendment responsibility to be competent with your shooting. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, 
Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Closing up shop here on Clay and Buck for the day. Uh, Clay sends his regards to all of you. He's on vacation the next couple of days. It'll be me, the Buckster, doing my thing for a couple of days here solo. And uh, it's a great time to tell me if you have any things you want me to hit, any topics, uh, ways to reach out. Well, first of all, the best way is to become a ClayandBuck.com VIP. Go to ClayandBuck.com. Sign up and be a VIP there. There's also a lot of other fun stuff that you'll see as a VIP. Uh, I think we're putting up photos, right, team, of the, just at the website for anyone to see of what's going on now in New York City. Uh, uh, my New York friends and family, as you know, most of my families, well, yeah, most of my family still lives in New York City. It's about half and half now. Uh, they're telling me it's, people aren't going outside, uh, because of this, this, um, smoke plume or whatever it is they're calling it and the sky really looks apocalyptic it's it's pretty crazy america's biggest city right now enveloped in this uh also if you uh haven't subscribed yet to our podcast uh channel which is the well the best way to do it is the iheart app so in the app store for wherever you get your apps download the iheart radio app uh, you can listen to the show streaming too uh it's a great way to do it and uh, other great uh Premier network shows and uh, you can listen to music, different music stations across the country too. But uh, for the podcasts, we've got some really good stuff. Uh, we had Dr. Jay Bhattacharya on recently and he talks about COVID and the health complex, the health industrial complex, if you will. So, so interesting. I had Yonmi Park on talking about North Korea. She's a North Korean defector. She's coming out to warn everybody. Yes, yeah, some of the mentality. Not the tactics and not the same extreme level, but some of the mentality of North Korean dictatorship she is seeing from the authoritarian left in this country. So I think that's quite a quite a thing to pay attention to, worth us all spending a moment to think about what that would look like. So, yeah, um, those are all things that I uh, am hoping you will get a chance to listen to. And the best way to do it, like I said, iHeart app, subscribe. Also, uh, I'm on Instagram, so you can send me a message there. Tell me what you think about the show today. I try to get through a lot of the messages. I can't respond to all of them. Um, and uh, and also uh, YouTube. Check us out on YouTube, Clay and Buck Show. So we got a lot going on, folks, a lot of things happening. Um, 
I did see something today that made me think a little bit. There's a new plan out for double stacked coach uh, airfare or airplanes. So you think about it like it's almost like a bunk bed, but an airplane seat. This is a new design. So one seat is elevated up and the other seat behind it fits in beneath it. It's really like bunk beds, the best way I can describe it. And this would at least give you more legroom. I I was today crunched into a seat flying back on a 5 a.m. flight from St. Louis. And I like to think of myself as a patient man, but I'm not I'm not that large. But my knees are are obviously touching the seat right in front of me. No one wants to be on a 5 a.m. flight. So the mood on the 5 a.m. flight, you know, is is not one of of sheer joy. It's not like. You're on the 5 p.m. Friday flight from New York to the Bahamas or from L.A. to Cabo or something. I mean, you know, this is uh, I guess Miami is pretty nice, to be fair. So but you get what I'm saying. 5 a.m. is early is the point. 5 a.m. is early. And I don't know how to deal with this. Some people maybe I'm just being a little get off my lawn here. Some people are very aggressive with your seat back. And this drives me completely insane. So I managed to get onto a flight in in my little coach seat and sit there, you know, incognito, doing my thing, and not use the chair in front of me like a springboard every time I want to get up. You know, there's the springboard people. They grab the the back of the chair, like the headrest, that's your headrest, and they pull on it, and they launch themselves up. It's like you have armrests. You know, you could use the armrest. You don't have to use the the headrest that my head is on as I'm trying to sleep as the springboard. You're not in the Olympics, sir. So, yeah, maybe maybe double-decker seating is the answer because um, let's just say in an era where there weren't video cameras everywhere, I might have had to ask the person behind me to stop treating the seat I was sitting in like a punching bag, you know? Constantly fiddling with it, pushing it, putting his knees into it, right? You know, this is, we got to get better. We got to get better coach seating on airplanes. This is just a thing that we're going to have to fight for in this country. I don't know how we do it, but maybe it's the bunk bed situation. And maybe we can get them bunk beds like the, you know, race car bunk beds back in the day. You know, we get a little stylish with it. That's just my thought. That's my thought. Anyway, I... So appreciate all of you hanging out with me. Thank you for being here on Clay and Buck. I'm in solo tomorrow. We'll have a lot to talk about. Um, I have a feeling there could be some really big breaking news this week. What am I thinking of? Well, you're going to have to tune into the show, and then you'll find out. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel the Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. 
He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.